0: Weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Father, thank you for the crow of conviction that sounds off in our lives, a crow that warns and a crow that leads to repentance. May we not enter into temptation today. May you deliver us from the very same temptation so that this crow will be in silence and in peace. May we know your holy and perfect will for today and accomplish it for your honor and your glory alone. Father, Jesus is King. Praise that. We would stand together as brethren and that the Lord would grow our faith and strengthen us. PTL prays for continued growth and faith to increase as well and for others to seek you. Mary prays for an injured left knee that left a meniscus tear and pain that has been aggravated by her dog that just ran into it. So, Lord, we do pray for your healing and peace to be with Mary. We pray for Mario, who prays for people's eyes to be open to the truth, which is none other than Jesus. And also for that same truth that flows from him concerning what's really going on in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I just noticed this morning, which I think is pretty cool. Our Gab group on Gospilled is now verified. Now, this is something that the Antichrist platforms would never do. It was totally unexpected and unrequested. So thanks to Gab for standing for the kingdom. And I also like to thank the brother in Christ who just subscribed with a support subscription on Substack yesterday. Thank you very much. For your generosity, prayer, and kindness, sir. Now, I just had posted yesterday that I think that this week is going to be rather interesting. Foster replies and says, I've got interesting fatigue. I'd love a boring week or two. And I agree, my brother. I understand your your feelings. I understand what's going on in this world. But I don't know how much more longer apathy and boredom is going to be permitted. It seems we will eventually feel the pain across the board no matter where you're at in this world. Now the question remains, how do we process this pain? And this is where we must listen for the crow of conviction, which is the title of today's episode, number 66. I noticed that Ann Coulter, I think she's a political analyst... She responded to Senator John Cornyn, who says, "Imagine you—you are a 22-year-old Ukrainian who has just been handed a Kalashnikov, four magazines of 30 rounds, a helmet, and a and body armor. And then last week, you were just studying architecture architecture at Kiev National University." Coulter says, "Well, imagine this—you're a 22-year-old American." who has just been handed six rejections from tech companies that hired low-cost Indians on H-1B visas instead. Last week, you were studying mathematics at Berkeley. So here we see the pain that is felt around the world as the stock market continues to crash today and gas prices continue to skyrocket. Deplorable Brock replies to this interesting observation for this week with more souls will be eternally saved by Jesus Christ this week. And I pray that is so, and it will be so because history has proven that suffering has increased the church during times of sorrow. So prepare yourselves, my friends, with much prayer. Prepare yourselves and be careful in all things with Christ being the lens. We must see all things through the Christ. And not choose sides within these wars. I saw a great post from Thinking Girl. That was reposted on Gab from Torba. It says, thinking tonight about the fact that there are millions of Ukrainian Christians. Russian Christians. American Christians. Belarusian Christians. Polish Christians. Etc. etc. Earnestly praying For certain outcomes in the whole conflict in Ukraine. What if God is once again using war and dislocation as a means to causing a great hunger for God. And a great repentance that would not otherwise happen. He has used the judgment of war and dislocation many many times in scripture. To bring about the revival that good times couldn't seem to bring. The question for me is, do I care more for people's eternal destiny than I do for which government they live under? Am I praying for the right things? What prayers could believers in all these countries agree in Christ on? And here's a lady, young or not, who hears the crow of conviction, because we must always side with the Christ's side. We must always side with our brothers and sisters in Christ no matter where they live. And this is Kingdom Nationalism 101. I do not know if you have peace or not, my friend, in this world, no matter where you're at. But I want you to know that I truly have peace in Christ. And this is why I preach with the hope that you will have this same peace in Him. But Christ Must be the lens. And when he is the lens, all of these things become so predictable. I saw yesterday that it looks like the People's Convoy, these were the truckers that were going to D.C., that it has generated just as much political spark as the Truth Social, which is the new platform that had raised billions of dollars and has just like Frank's speech, another social media MAGA predecessor. And this is what happened with the People's Convoy. Mary Margaret O'Lan on Twitter says, U.S. Trucker Convoy leader Brian Braze84 says, I am fearful of them trying to do to us what they did to those involved in January 6th. It is our belief that they will try to do that. That means at this time, meaning today, tomorrow, We are not and will not go into D.C. proper. Well, I I believe there's some wisdom there, but I also agree with Matt Walsh who says, and I ask again, what exactly is the point of this? And I, myself, at this point, echo this sentiment because where have these trucker convoys been for the past two years? The mandates have been lifted for the most part. Listen, the Mega Man, the Q Man, the Pillow Man, the Trucker Man, the Jab Man, who are all financed by the Zionist Man, are not going to do anything for this country. That is asleep. It's time to look to the Christ Man, Jesus Christ the Lord. And if you think that I'm budging from my Savior to your political saviors, I am not. The same political saviors that you look for hope in are the same people that are puppets for Antichrist Israel. And it's so painful to read Christians defend this little piece of land in the Middle East that is ruled by Antichrist. They say it's all about Israel. Now, I agree with this statement because it's absolutely correct. However,. It has nothing to do with an antichrist land and people. It has everything to do with the people of God called the church, the elect in Christ. Luke one sixty eight. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for He hath visited and redeemed His people. We are redeemed. Do not confuse the physical vessel of Israel with the actual spiritual passengers called Israel. The vessel. Brought Christ into the world. The passengers worship him. And that is the difference, my friend. It's all about the genuine, true worship. It's all about the blood bought passengers. Romans 9, 6, no, not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Mark on Gap says, does this mean? That just Does that mean that just because Jesus doesn't get immediate results, that he doesn't affect change? If God is not in this, it will fail. If God has ordained this, nothing can stop it. Well, I'll tell you what he's ordained. I'll tell you what can't be stopped. And that is Antichrist Israel without repentance. So you say ordained, I agree. Jude 1.4, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what else is ordained. And that is you and I, friend, who are in Christ, the Israel of God, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. 1 Corinthians 9.14, even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Meanwhile, we, the church, will do what the church does. And the Antichrist will do what the Antichrist do. No reason to stress over it. Just trust in the Lord. He's got our back. He knows it all. Breaking 9.11 says, U.S. official says Russia recruiting Syrians for urban combat in Ukraine. I read these things and, and I just see them to be a, just another page out of the Mossad playbook. Joe MTB says our God calls us to be careful with all types of information that comes to us. And he quotes Proverbs 14, 15, the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his ways. Amen. And this is why everything must be viewed through a Christ lens, with our ears open to the crow of conviction. Otherwise, enjoy the strong delusion while I'll eat my popcorn. There are so many voices. Everybody wants a voice within this strong delusion, yet little speak for Christ. Instead, they want to use their voices to murmur against God's real people. If you're going to... Murmur against anyone, at least you can do, is murmur against the Antichrist counterfeits and the Judases of this world. But instead, we hear the crow of conviction. Are you listening? The people murmured against Moses. They murmured against Aaron after they left their comfort zone of Egypt and hardship came. And we know that stress tends to bring this type of response. It has been a response of all of us have you not been stressed? How do you respond when you when you get stressed? Do you not snap at your loved ones? Exodus sixteen eight, we read today and Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And it's these types of responses ultimately that are not against men even though you direct them at the men of God. They are against God because we read in John 15, 8, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Murmuring induced by stress nevertheless is heard by the Lord and He still is faithful to His people. He provides for His people. Thank God for his long-suffering and patience that allows us to grow in him. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, Even you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Now all of this stress in this world, it makes us tired. But here's the good news, my friends. That God even provides for our rest. We need a day of rest. Exodus sixteen twenty nine through 30 See for that that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath. Therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide you every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day, so the people rested on the seventh day. You and I need a day of rest. My wife will tell you that. She gives 100% and then some to her teaching job, teaching the little ones. And she needs Saturday or Sunday as a downtime day. And I, throughout my career in the military and elsewhere, have needed the same. Otherwise, you will burn out, especially if we are living in less than desirable conditions. But I'm here to tell you, my friends, God will not let us starve. 1635, and the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came into the borders of the land of Canaan. So as the markets crash today, as gas prices increase, so what? God is in control. God's people are not called to comfort and ease. We are called to move forward in Christ by faith regardless of the circumstances, knowing that the Lord will feed us, knowing that the Lord will lead us, knowing that He will guide us and He will never forsake us. Today we read about one and only one who lost his position in Christ, who sat at his table, and that is a man called Judas. But nowhere else do we read throughout the Scripture where a man who is possessed with the spirit of God, who is part of the elect, that could also be possessed with the spirit of Satan or demons. Tempted, yes. Temptation will become, and we must seek God to be delivered from it. We must seek God to be not led into it. But possessed in the manner of Judas by Satan, no. And this remains a mystery to me. We read in Luke 22:3, 3, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Judas is the only person among the elect that was lost and ever will be. Again, I repeat, this is a mystery to me. But I know this. In John 17:12, the Lord Jesus praying to the Father, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept. He's speaking about the elect. He says none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Prozac Johnson replies to this and says it's a demonstration of God's sovereignty as with Job. The doctrine of divine election elucidates this. What are we saved from? And I agree, my friends, sovereignty is the answer. And we know that there is much mystery that flows from the sovereignty of God. But what is no mystery is the fact that most of the times that there is a betrayal of Christ, money is involved. This is not a mystery. The question is, Antichrist, how much is your soul worth? That is the question, verse 5 and 6, and they were glad and coveted to give him money. And he promised and saw opportunity to portray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. So here we see that Judas had silenced the crow of conviction. And this is why money should never direct our steps as we seek God's will. Money invokes feelings and insecurities, whereas the kingdom of God invokes faith and confidence. A faith that often comes with hardships. Never forget that this world is not Christ-friendly territory. It is a hateful world that drowns out the crow of conviction with things like the mainstream news, antichrist propaganda, and Netflix. I like the meme that Gab.com posted on Twitter today. It says, in this house, we believe democracy is the worst form of government. Modern science is faking gay. Feminism and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. Global leaders commune with demons. The nations are obligated to obey Christ and privilege his church. <laughs> Amen. I like that. And that's why I say Christ's privilege. And in this house, we pray thy kingdom come. Because we pray for the second coming of Christ. And guess what? It's coming regardless. But this is what we pray. Because it's at this time that the Lord will drink of the fruit of the vine once again. Verse 18. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And Until the return of Christ, the enemy sits with us at his table. Do not deny this fact. Do not ignore this fact. They may ignore the crow of conviction, but not us. We must be faithful as our faith endures to the end. Verse 20 through 22, likewise also the cup after the supper, saying the cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. And truly the son of man goeth as it was determined. But woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. You and I are called to be ministers at this very same table, to even love our enemies. Verse 25 through 27, and he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors, but you shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat, or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at me, But I am among you as he that serveth. Now do you know why God's servants are called ministers? Now do you know why that those who are faithful to minister will lead and judge Israel? By the way, my friends, if the church, the elect, is not Israel, why are we going to judge Israel? Verse twenty-nine through thirty-nine. I point unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Rest assured, my friends, the church is the Israel of God, and it's not to be confused with the Antichrist Israel, the counterfeit. In a mysterious way, we see that Judas represents these same counterfeits. But unlike Judas... Satan was not permitted to possess Simon Peter as he is not permitted to possess you and I. He was only permitted to tempt them. and This is the difference between Peter and Judas in that Peter had a faith that endures to the end, whereas what Judas had remains a mystery to me. 31-32, through 32, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. So whatever Judas had in Christ may be a mystery to me, but what is not a mystery is that every time that you and I willfully sin, the cock crows. Verse 34, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. This, my friends, is a cock named conviction. And sometime this crow of conviction must be defended. There are times personal defense is necessary and falls within our personal control. But anything beyond this these two swords that we read about today, to include world wars, are beyond our control. They require much more than two swords. Verse 38, and they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. So yes, the Second Amendment is completely biblical, but none of this wisdom None of this discernment that is required can be made if we do not know how to overcome temptation and pray. Verse 40, And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. There cannot be a day that passes that this request is not made. And when we pray, we must remove ourselves to a place where there are no distractions or attacks. A place where the stones fall short of reaching us. Verse 41, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. And when we pray, and when we pray for each other, we must remember this. Your cup is not mine, and my cup is not yours. So do not judge my cup by your cup, because nothing else matters but the will of God. Drink from your cup and give all glory to God. Verse 42 through 43, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. So be sure to thank God for the ministry of the angels as they assist us in bearing our cup. And may a few of these same angels slap us Americans upside the heads because America is sleeping. Verse 45-46, through 46, And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep you? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. So many are sleeping, and they applaud the Antichrist in their sleep while condemning Christians. Listen, do not be deceived. Even the Antichrist will kiss Christ to complete their betrayal of him. Do not be deceived by the kisses from the establishment. Verse 48, but Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the son of man with the kiss. We live in this type of an hour. We live in an hour within the power of darkness. Verse 53, when I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no no hands against me, but this is your hour in the power of darkness. But the good news, my friend, is do not fret, do not worry, do not fear. Because this is not for long. The hour of Christ is near, and we are commanded to watch. And it's with this understanding that our faith will be tried during this hour and power of darkness that our faith will endure. Verses 55 through 62, And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall, and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him and, as he sat by the fire, and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour after another, Confidently affirmed, saying of truth, This fellow was also with them, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest, and me why he yet spake the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Will you deny him too? If you do, all I can say is I hope you repent as Peter repented. Otherwise, you are no better than those who mock him. You are no better than those who mock Jesus Christ. Verse 63 through 65. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. When they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is that smote thee? And many other things blasphemously spake they against him. You could deny him if you want without repentance. But you're no better than those who mock him. And I'll tell you this, God will not be mocked. And I'll tell you this also, judgment is coming. You can refuse to believe that Jesus is God, along with the rest of the Antichrist. But I'm here to also tell you that the crow of conviction is sounding very loud. Jesus is God! Jesus was condemned for this truth. They called it blasphemy. For claiming that he was God. Verse 70 through 71, then said they all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, You say that I am. And they said, What need we any further witness? We, for we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. Notice that Jesus says, You say that I am. This was no doubt connecting the Son of God with the great I am that we read about in Exodus 3.14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. This is the same I am that created you and I, friends. This is the same I am that I worship today and will for eternity. This is the same I am that has formed us in the womb. This is the same I am that is spoken of in Job 33, 4. the Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. If you do not believe this now, the crow of conviction is sounding. May you respond accordingly with repentance by the grace of God. Psalm 66 Make a joyful noise unto God, all you lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot, there did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever, his eyes behold the nations, let not the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah. Oh, o bless our God, you people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O oh God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried, thou brought us into the net. The latest affliction upon our loins, thou hast caused men to ride over their, over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou brought us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth hath spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Come in here. All ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.